Welcome to Failing Forward. Today we have colleagues from Care Haiti who are going to be talking about the importance of context analysis even in an emergency setting and how we can plan better around the humanitarian and development nexus to take the best advantage of our programming and our experience on the ground to get a fast but realistic startup when emergencies hit. Thanks very much for joining us today. Can you introduce yourself for the audience? Okay, good afternoon, good morning, everyone. My name is Yao Duvo. I'm the country director for care in Haiti. And I'm Barbara Jean-Claude. I am reporting official for care Haiti. And why is it important for us to be talking about failure? It is important for us to talk about failure so we can learn from the mistake that we made and help others to, to use those lessons so they can do better the next time they have to implement a project. Yes, Barbara says uh, very important to uh, discuss about failures because through failures we can learn and uh, improve the work that we are doing because uh, it will help us to not repeat uh, exactly. some of the errors and also share our error with other parts uh, within care and other key players so they don't make the same mistake. Can you tell us a little bit about the contact today? So how example, it's a project that Haiti has to implement it during the response to Matthew. It was a project implemented to help the people that were affected by Matthew to help them get um, access to their basic needs like food, housing, education, and help them reinforce their income generating activity. In the implementation of these activities, there were some mistakes. As a result of this mistake, we, we had some costs that was ineligible. So we had to pay from our own money to reimburse those costs, those expenses that, that we did for the implementation of the project. Talk to us a little bit about some of the challenges. First thing, the country office did not take sufficient time to do in-depth contextual analysis and need assessment. The country office was very ambitious in terms of how far the project participants, who are very vulnerable women, after Mathieu, after disaster, how far they can contribute to this project. And the third uh, element was because the country office was looking for funding and in emergency context, did not to challenge the donor about what will work and what will not work in the context of uh, Haiti, particularly uh, after this disaster. So one of the things I hear you saying is the need for more context analysis and the need to be really realistic with our goals, that we're very ambitious. And sometimes that's because we don't quite understand the context we're starting with. At the same time, in an emergency situation, we have to react pretty fast. So what are some ways that we can get better at that or we can get faster at having that good context analysis right away? It is very important to take time because you know the need assessment, the contextual analysis is key for the project success. So I think it's very important to take some time, even in emergency context, to get that right. And as you mentioned in emergency context, there is a need to balance the speed with the quality of our intervention. This is the place that comes in the humanitarian and development and next is to make sure that we can anticipate on some of the analysis because in this context care 
has a presence, the project location. So how do we make sure that our staff involved in development uh, project initiative have also some humanitarian and emergency capacity to address the quick analysis, the rapid analysis to make sure that we understand quickly the situation of the people who are being affected and what they are able to do to make sure that we are not too ambitious about what we want to do. So anticipate on the analysis, but also be proactive in terms of uh, the need assessment. Once you were in a situation where you saw that we were off track with our targets and we've been pretty ambitious, what did you do next? We add for more time so we can reinforce certain activities that we were doing. But for those activities, as I said it earlier, the mission has to spend its own money so we can sponsor those activities. It's like, for example, for the shelter. So we had to buy additional materials for the beneficiary. So one of the solutions is to make sure that we do have a fund in reserve so that we can step up and fill in if we need to. It also sounds like if we're asking for more time, we need to have pretty strong negotiating relationships with the donor. How do we build some of those relationships or how do we make sure those relationships are strong so that we can adapt when we need to? I think it's very critical and important to have a very good relationship with the donor and also being very proactive to explain what are the issues, what is happening in the field, and uh, anticipate on the, some of the issue and uh, start early the dialogue with the donor to make sure that this can be addressed on time. Uh, guru relationship with the donor, being proactive in terms of communicating with the donor, also raising, flagging the issues and make sure that uh, we can address them appropriately. You've mentioned it's important to be proactive when we see something is going wrong. <clears throat> What are some ways that we can identify a challenge early before it becomes a failure so that we can see something is off track and we can communicate with the donor or we can adjust before the end of a project? Uh, through the monitoring and evaluation, sure that we ask the right question to understand the challenges and uh, what doesn't work. We have the MNE meeting that they have, or MNE staff, they have like monthly meeting. MNE from different projects, they meet and discuss about challenge, challenge they, they encounter. So just to make sure that they are on the same level and they know about the challenge or the facing and what was done to, to, to resolve some issues. So, so themselves, if they have to face that same difficulty with their they do the project they are working on so they know what to what to do. That's a way to share to share learnings among the among the staff. That's great. So it's about using systems you have in place to make sure that the project is on track and that if it's off track people can adjust. Exactly. If you could do it all over again from the start, what would you do differently? Take time for the context analysis. Understand the situation of the participant. Uh, make sure what we are requesting from them, they can afford it, so we are not uh, ambitious. We should be able to challenge the donor, the, because you may know the donor requested care to distribute seed in the middle, almost the end of the uh, agriculture season. But I think uh, the country office was polite and accepted that, initiative, knowing that that will not 
it is important to challenge the donor and make sure that we do not accept the donor pushing us in some direction that we know that might be uh, problematic. Most of the people who listen to these podcasts are project implementers. What would you recommend for other project implementers based on your experience? Be realistic on your design by taking time to understand the context, getting right the need, making sure that you have an appropriate team to implement the project, making sure that you communicate regularly with the donor. And you can voice your concern as well. Yeah, and sharing the issue that you are facing to avoid the surprise for both yourself and the, the donor. So I think it's very important to be proactive, be realistic, and coordinate with the donor. What actions are you taking to reinforce your systems so that we can avoid some of these failures in future? I think some of the things we are doing is because this happened in emergency context and we are making sure that even staff who are involved in a development program have some training and have some skills in emergency in terms of rapid assessment, in terms of contextual analysis. I think we are doing that type of training. The other key things that we are doing is it is very important that we encourage ourselves to document also some of the failures that we are having. And within KAT, we try to push in that direction, sharing about our failures in an individual project and sharing with, uh, among ourselves so people are aware uh, to avoid the same uh, mistake. It is about uh, building uh, people capacity in uh, both uh, emergency and uh, development uh, through our emergency preparedness plan that we review regularly to make sure that we have that skill to anticipate on the contextual analysis. Is there anything else you would want to share? Any last words for people who are listening today? Thank you for giving us this opportunity to talk about our experiences. And as we said throughout the conversation, so we are encouraging everyone to not to be afraid to talk about their mistake, about their failure. It, um, it is an opportunity to grow and to do better. Last word, again, thank you for this uh, initiative uh, to encourage care world to talk about uh, failures. You know, we focus on uh, success for many, many years. We are saying we need to encourage uh, our staff, ourselves to, to deal with uh, failures because we know failures lead to lesson learned and lead to improvement. So thank you for this uh, space. I will request from those who are listening also take some step and be bold sharing about their failures because we can really learn from that to avoid that we don't repeat their mistake, but rather learn from that to improve the work that we are doing for the impact on the community that we are serving. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for participating today. It's always a pleasure to hear from you and Thanks for your courage to step up and talk about a thing that didn't work so well. Thanks so much for listening. Yao and Barbara were kind enough to record this podcast in English and in French, so stay tuned next week if you'd like to listen to the French version.
And the week after that, we'll have some lessons about research and social norms and what we know is going on in child marriage projects in Bangladesh and Nepal.